0: Thanks for your company on the Jock and Journo Show. Once again, my name is Jay Clark and uh, the man sitting next to me, my co-pilot uh, for today's episode is Brayden Cox.
1: How are you, Coco? How's it going, Jay?
0: We're good. Now, uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently today because our man, uh, Scott Penabry, the captain of Collingwood, the five-time All-Australian, five-time Best and Fairest winner, is actually over in Perth. So we've got him... On the line, he's over there in Western Australia ahead of this round's a massive clash against West Coast Eagles. Yeah, there, Scotty. Well,
2: I'm here, mate. I'm here. I actually missed the I missed the start of the um, intro. I didn't. I, didn't I, I heard it, but I just missed seeing you do that in person. Uh, <laughs> know that. Know that over here in Perth, mate. I had a big smile on my face and I did enjoy
0: it. I t- I left out the three-time ANZAC Day medalist, uh, but uh,
2: I-, I did mark that. back.
0: Hey, um, we're going to do things a little bit differently today, mate, because we want to talk about what happens on the road, Coco, don't we? What you and your teammates get up to when you get on the plane, when you get on the bus... Uh, and I know over there um, interstate, and in particularly who really annoys the hell out of you? Who eats too much at the buffet, and who stays up too late playing the Fortnite games? That's the sort of stuff we want today, Scotty. So we want you to dish the dirt uh, on the uh, on the teammates, but tell us where are you now? What I it's uh, what is it Thursday lunchtime over there in Perth? Where are you, yeah. and what is happening?
2: Um, yeah, so it's three o'clock here in Perth. Um, it's probably a little bit different to what everyone would expect i think half of us flew over last night so um half the boys we trained yesterday back in melbourne and then half of us jumped on the wednesday night flight out of melbourne at six fifteen, which we had a bit of trouble with didn't leave till about eight o'clock so um we all had flashbacks to that final last year in west coast when we were actually grounded we all went to and two days early and that's right uh, the flight got cancelled so we we're a little bit nervous there but um uh, yeah so I think there about 12 of us last night that left at about 8 o'clock and got in about 10.30 last night. And then I think the rest of the boys got here today at about 2.30. So at the moment, I'm just sitting in my room um, on the phone with you boys. And there'd be probably a few of the boys probably, as you said before, still in the buffet trying to stop themselves from eating another sandwich. But they find their way to to get another one in. And, um, yeah, life on the road is pretty boring and... um, Not much exciting stuff happens in between mealtime.
0: So, when uh, when does the coach go? If half the boys go over Wednesday night, the other half go uh, Thursday morning, when does Nathan Buckley ride over?
2: Uh, I don't even think he's left yet. I think he's coming tonight. He had a funeral today. So, um, he's thrown me the the keys for training this afternoon. So, we've got training um, tonight. So, we'll train. Um, I think it's really similar time to what we'll play. So it's a six ten game here in Perth, which is eight ten in Melbourne. So we have a run around tonight on the Stadium because some of our young boys, like Johnny Noble, Isaac Claynor, um, Ben Crocker, haven't played there before. So we'll train there tonight for probably, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes. And then after that, we come home and, um, yeah, the buffet. I'll try and get a bit of vision of the buffet and, and work that it does get because it's... Um,
1: that was one thing As a travelling media producer Young media producer You do none of the fitness work But the whole buffet is just carbs It's just pasta oh. And potatoes and So you go over as a camera operator Or a little editor And you put on about 10 kilos
2: <laughs> Well Marcus, Marcus Wagner Who every trip I reckon we go on Would say My aim is not to eat too much at the buffet and every time he's the first one eating dessert after mm. dinner, and always hard because there's so much good food, and you've got to be a little bit disciplined with what you put on your plate.
0: So you're taking charge of training tonight, Scotty. What sort of uh, what, what drills? What sort of uh, gems have you got lined up for the boys tonight? Because I'd probably just go straight into the circle work. You know, boost the boys' confidence, get a nice flow happening around the ground. What, what have you got in store? Have you got any uh, any outstanding drills planned?
2: Absolutely. All this session tonight is all about feeling good so um for us it'll be a little bit of a the big thing in these days is that sort of partner kicking so you pair up and you have a kick and so all you're really trying to do tonight for us is just get familiar with the ground. So partner kicking for a little bit, we'll explore the whole ground like, you know, I'll be encouraged to try and check out every inch of the ground you can because it is a little bit tricky this ground. Right near the benches um gets no sun so it's really, really slippery there and um, the other side of the ground is really dry, so just tr- more getting to me with the ground, and then the most important thing, mate, you do a bit of goal kicking at each end to finish because if you can kick straight, it helps you when you're on the road.
0: What do you? I remember when I used to um, uh, train for South Bar and, and play locally, Scotty. I remember at training. We always had to sort of like, always sort of talking and cheering our teammates. Yeah, like, good good kick, Smithy. Like a lot of that stuff in hindsight <laughs> seemed pretty unnecessary. Do you have to do that sort yeah. of stuff too? Like yeah. all the constant uh, unnecessary voice.
2: Yeah, it still happens. There's just plenty of <laughs> there's just plenty of dance that's just flying around, and um, yeah, there's always people talking. And, um, it'd be quite boring without it though. Like it'd just be silent out there. True. Everyone's always yelling out, "Good kick!" or Especially with the goal kicking, everyone doing celebrations and telling you how good they are kicking that big stick. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, plenty of that, mate. So um, training is probably the highlight of our day today, which we're um, we're all looking forward to. But there's, uh, I think it's the, the Cricket World Cup on tonight. Yeah, yeah. So because usually when you travel, if you play a Thursday night game, sorry, a Friday night game, like we are, there's no nothing on TV tonight. But we've got the World Cup, so we're getting around the Australian boys. So that means most of the boys will probably eat dinner and stay in the team room. So we've got. We have like this big team room down on level one where there's always food in there, drinks, big screen, table tennis table, dartboard, massage tables for work. So a lot of guys spend a lot of time in there just socializing.
0: What's the most weird thing someone does on these interstate trips? Like what what, what, well, what just makes you shake your head? I've, I've heard you talk so about a lot of video game action before.
2: Yeah, people hack um, their like Nintendo or whatever they're called, PlayStation and Xbox. They actually fly over with that and then they play that at night time all the next day they play Fortnite. so bringing your gaming consoles that was one that shocked me yeah. um,
0: and who does and, that tell us
2: uh, Crispy yeah Chris Notorious so he's got these little things that he plays on the plane I've never seen them before but he plays these little things on the plane with so like Brody Meiercheck it's like almost like one on one gaming and they play that flat out and I think they get in and then they just go pretty much straight into their room and they get up their Nintendo or whatever it is and they game pretty much every waking minute they've got until um, mealtime. And Crispy reckons because he's got a little daughter and another one on the way pretty soon, that this is the only time he gets the game. So he likes to cram it in. So that, to me, is pretty weird that they just come over and play games
1: 24-7. Mm. So what do the older blokes like you do, Scott? Do you the, 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 the grandpas. A bit of the crossword, a bit of the Sudoku? <laughs> no,
2: nah, so it's like me, Sidey, um, Howie's not travelling, but usually Howie, um, Braden Maynard, you know I don't know anyone that likes table tennis will play table tennis I don't know like I were, me and Bruzzy have already played a few games this morning he beat me 21-18 in the last time we played wow he uh, must be good yeah he's well he loves well, he plays that's like, uh, probably the first time I've hit a table tennis ball since we last travelled so he plays weekly and then a lot of us will start tonight we're just staying in that team room because you're just sort of dying to socialise what catches me out is I get up early and every, every trip and you could ask any of the boys I always send a message when I wake up saying is anyone keen for a walk and a coffee and no one ever writes that so I end up every week going for a walk and a coffee by myself and then everyone always laughs when they see me later in the day they're like I just got your message and just shook your
1: head <laughs> I think you were saying once before that you guys kind of stick to a Victorian timetable
2: yeah so last like Yeah, so a lot of guys, it helps them with their sleep and stuff. They so actually just keep your, your clock on to Melbourne time. So um, And you try and eat around the similar times and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I think a few guys might like going to Perth time. But for me, you know, I just try and keep it Melbourne time. So I don't really want to be going to bed, you know, because in Perth it's two hours behind, which is a little bit easier to deal with. But, um, yeah, try and stick to like a Melbourne schedule. And especially it helps you when you get back. Because well, we've got to catch the red eye after the game. You know, it makes it easier to get back to Melbourne and adjust.
1: Are you getting around um young John Noble? H- how's his nerves? Are you settling him down, taking him under your wing?
2: Yeah, amazing story. Like I don't know what you'd probably be good as well with this Jay, but that's like it has to be a huge tick. Like did Kyle Dunkley play last week for the mm-hmm. mid season draft. Like his Nobes was playing handful back and shelves eight weeks ago. Now he's full time footballer playing in a sellout stadium tomorrow night in Perth. Like it's an amazing story and you know, wonderful opportunity that's only come about because mid-season. It just goes to show how many good football players are in the land, and not only you know they're good footballers out there, but there's AFL ready talent. It's just trying to get access to that, and I think the mid-season drafts, open those doors for everyone.
0: What does he bring, Scotty? Uh,
2: just, do you know what's like It's so funny, but like I've only I've known this guy for four weeks. So I've trained with him probably four times in four weeks. And if you ever asked me that two weeks ago, what what did he bring to the table? I don't I don't really know yet. Like, I haven't seen much of the VFL because our times have been clashing when we play, they play. So, like, last weekend was the first time I'd watched him play. And it's phenomenal to think that, you know, tomorrow night I'm actually going to play with a guy. Like, I've known for four weeks' time you don't have that pre-season to build up relationship. But, you know, even just training with him the other days, what I do know is that he knows how to get the ball... He is like a natural pull, getting half-back. He's always in a really good spot. You know, he's really fast. He takes the game on and makes great decisions. So that's what I've seen in four weeks. So, you know, he'll do stuff... Tomorrow night, that will probably surprise me and surprise most of the boys because we don't actually know what he's got in his kid bag completely yet. We've only seen little snippets and, you know, it is, it's pretty exciting.
0: So it looks like, Scott, the team has been un- unable to get that sort of fat side switch, that uncontested chain which you've been doing for the past, I'm not sure, year or so and been damaging out on that, that other open side. You know, Jack,
2: you know I love your
0: analysis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I wish you'd be, I, I can only imagine the deadpan stare you're giving me from over <laughs> there in Perth. But it, it, I think with his run and his sort of decision making, the skills that you're talking about, he can be a bit of a weapon out on that fat side because it, it, you know, I don't, I don't think you guys are the strongest down the line team. You really want to use that open space in your kicking skills, so I imagine he's he can be a big part of that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like as I said, his pace and his decision making uh, off half back is something that. You know, we look forward to utilising him, trying to get the ball in his hands and and let him really attack the game. So I think what we want to be is we want to be a really balanced side. And I think we've been just a little like we've had the North game was an outlier for us with, you know, how predictable we were. And I thought even Mm -hmm. last week against Hawthorne, we, you know, we had a a better balance. We just weren't strong enough when we had contests down the line. We, a good portion of time, we've been able to halve a lot of those contests. Whereas on the weekend, you know, we lost those contests. We need to be better in the air to, to bring our ground level players into the game so you know you want to be unpredictable with how you attack sounds weird unpredictable to the opposition but predictable to yourself Mm -hmm. so the good thing about what we're doing is defensively we're still really strong and you know three of the five games we lost this year have been under eight points or whatever so we still need to be hard to play against we need to make it hard for west coast to score tomorrow night and then just be a little bit more predictable which means hopefully we are a bit more unpredictable to west coast with how we attack we obviously know how we want to go about it but we can't be up and down the line. We can't be all fat side. We've got to have a really good balance and take what the defence give
0: us. I'm surprised Carlton's not after me as senior coach, to be honest, uh, Scott, with analysis <laughs> like that.
2: What is, what is happening there? From what I can see is Chris Judd, the new Eddie Maguire of Carlton, every time he talks, he's getting smashed.
0: Well, look, I think Juddy speaks very eloquently and he's in a difficult position because he's speaking about sort of sensitive coaching discussions when he's on footy classified and he's, you know, facing some hard questions there. So I actually think that Juddy handles that sort of stuff really well. But when he said the other night that um, you know, they don't someone they don't want someone with training wheels on, like I I wasn't that surprised by that because they would want an experienced coach, wouldn't they?
2: I don't know, do they?
0: Well, I guess they don't want to rule out anyone. They want to start at the top, but I think their preference would be someone with some experience. And to be honest, I do think that David Teague does have some experience because he's clearly coaching his own team now, so
2: I think the caretakers basically have, you know, they have first crack at it because they get to have that time in the hot seat. They get to learn, and they also bring a game style that, you know, you can relate to. And I think that David Teague, the way he's got Carlton playing, is, you know, first class. of what their supporters are talking so about at the moment with the way they've got groups going. They've had some really good wins, and um, yeah, I find it funny because I've never never seen him in, that much in the media until the last sort of six weeks, and every time he says something, it's getting analysed to the death.
0: Well, initially he said that he didn't want to do media after uh, after football. Now he's the uh, media kingpin. Hey, you'll like this one. Tony Shaw reckons that uh, Mason Cox should scale back his media commitments and off-field commitments because that could be affecting his on-field form. What are your thoughts on uh, Shawry's comments?
2: Yeah, it's always a tricky one because when players aren't going well, say everyone sort of analyzes to death about what they're not doing and what they are doing and um, I think from the start when Cox has been here he's always been a guy who hasn't minded doing the media side of things and, you know, promoting the game, uh, the American piece, um, you know, his story. So um, you know, I, the only time I would be concerned if he was, you know, ducking out of the training early to do go do media commitments, but, you know, he's a guy that works on his game incredibly hard he's always going to be learning our game until the day he retires because it's so foreign to him and it's almost every week he sort of it's a new test and you know I thought the way that Sisley played him was you know pretty smart kept working him under the footy didn't let him get a run and jump really made it hard for Coxie to, to have a big influence on the game so you know, it's a good learning point you know you can imagine what Coxie's been working on all week so hopefully tomorrow you know, when we do go to Mace, he can get his hands to it, or if he can't, bring it to front and center. Because that's something that you know, even last year, early in the year, if he wasn't taking marks, he's always bringing the ball to ground, which is all we need. It's all we've ever needed from him is a contest, contest. And, and yeah, a contest. That's all we need from your big boy. It's a Contest, bring your smalls into the ground, and um, try and get some field position that way. And same with, same with Brody Mychek, and especially important with the Eagles. You know, Hearn, Barat, and McGovern. You know, their ability to intercept the footy and, and mock really helps them defend and then sets up a bit of their ball movement. So if we can keep the ball on the deck try and turn the defenders around a little bit it'll be, um, yeah, I think that will play into our hands. So Coxie knows how important he is to us. And, um, so you're going you pl- to
0: play a bit good. of dirty ball? Like Port Adelaide, go on the ground?
2: Oh, I'm not, no, I'll kick it to, you know, Mason's 7 foot, I don't think it's too right. strength strength either He it at his ankles. <laughs> um, I don't know, Port, I, don't, I watched the Port game last week, I don't, oh sorry, early this week I don't I didn't remember seeing Port kicked on the ground. I thought they were exceptional with their ability to hit the 30-metre pass and then get a handball and then sort of turn that possession, that two possessions into like an 80-metre play and really use their speed on them. But um, yeah, as I said, Cox is seven foot, so I probably won't kick it to his ankles.
1: What did you think of young Isaac Quainer's performance last week? Yeah, it really exciting. Yeah, he
2: was, yeah, he was food for his first game. Funny, I think he cramped halfway like, through the third quarter and he's never cramped before, so certainly the pace probably surprised him a little bit with how quick it happens, but I think just his ability to defend and then attack, which is, you know, sounds simple, but it's pretty hard to do. And I thought he defended, you know, his guy really well all night, helped out in the team defense, team defense aspect that he needed to, and then, um, yeah, attack as well. You know, he's a super athlete. He's incredibly quick. He's, you know, pretty good with the footy in hand. So, um, you know, I think for young guys, it's nice and simple. You know, he'll get a role tomorrow night, try and, you know, beat his man defensively, and then if he can provide a bit of attack, uh, you know, do that. So... Um, but I'm also looking forward to seeing, you know, Isaac on the road. What is like table tennis? Can he handle the <laughs> constant barrage of banter at the buffet? And um,
0: what's his nickname? Cute. Um, what about uh, Johnny Noble? No. Oh boy! Not no. that original. They, that, they are the two of the Jay-Z, most disappointing Jay-Z, footy yeah. nicknames I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah,
2: Jay-Z, do you get to travel with Triple M?
0: Yep. Sometimes we take the old private jet.
2: Ooh. So what happens if when when you're on the road? Mm-hmm. What? What's your life, what's life like on the road, you guys? I think it'd be a little bit more
0: glamorous than yeah we can Yeah, we sort of what? get the, the luxury vehicles, and uh, <clears throat> I think early on, yeah, we used to do the private jet stuff um, with uh, JB and Gary, and that was always amusing because you can imagine some of the banter that happened there, and sort of a few bi- few beers on the uh, on the plane back or in the um, the bus back. Scotty, do you, do you guys get what to crack what, open a bottle what, what of red, or be real boring instead?
2: No, nah, we we fly back straight after the game. But sometimes when we when we travel, we stay the night. Um, yeah. You know, we'll get back to the the team room and there'll be beers in the fridge and everyone sits around has yeah. a few beers together. And
0: Surely the sort of night of like the time. game, you're allowed to live a little.
2: Yeah. So we no one leaves the hotel, which is sort of our rule. Or oh,
0: lock in. Uh, oh, I like it.
2: So yeah, well, no, not really a <laughs> lock in. But, um, yeah, but guys, guys have a few beers in that after the game, which is. Good. Um, sort of encouraged because you can't sleep anyway. So dive yep. around, have a few beers, talk mm-hmm. to the shit. Yeah, it's good fun. But I could, yeah, I said night before a game for us, is pretty tame. But I'd imagine if you're traveling, night before a game for you guys would be, you wouldn't need to be in peak form the next day for work, would you?
0: <laughs> we normally fly the day of the game, but no, we, we have a beer after after it. and hey, when you go to the pub, do you order? Do you is your preference to order a beer in a pot or a pint? A pot. Is that because you? the pints get too warm?
2: No, I just like to
0: have a pot. Okay. I don't know, I'm not really a pint man, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pint. Pref- do you know what? I actually prefer a schooner. Jay's the, a bucket man. No, no the in between. I think the, the schooner is the best option because then, you know, it does get annoying when you drink pots and you sort of put them away in three or four sips and you keep going back to the bar. Oh. And so the pints <laughs> do get a bit warm. So I, th- I find the schooner a nice middle ground.
2: So when you, when you stay, do you stay
0: overnight somewhere? Uh, no, often we come back. Often we come back Not as
2: much But it's a real in and out Hit and run machine Hit
0: and run machine But don't ignore my question When you go to the pub You're a pop man What if it's a long queue or no, no, You probably just, to just get to Walk up to the bar And they sort of just run it People no, run no, to serve it, to you have, Don't they
2: We have it in the hotel In the room in our, On our level Oh yeah
1: on our No no so I was sort of
0: speaking it. A bit generally like nah, when you hit Chapel Street, etc. <laughs> I don't
1: think Scott goes nah. out. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Coco? I reckon if we put a poll up on Twitter, yeah. do you, what do you think, Scott? Is a pot man or a pint man? I don't think pint's getting too many votes.
0: Do you get? What are you, Coco? Votes, I reckon.
1: I'm actually, I'm a pint man, but it happens so Please. often when you go out and you're just down for a dinner or something yep. and you ask for a pot and they'll just bring you a pint anyway. Yeah. I don't yeah. complain. <laughs> pint's
2: the norm, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially in Melbourne. Um,
2: when you travel on the road, you've just got to be—you've got to be smart though, because I remember my first two years, you had the option of buying your own room. So now every player gets their own room, which is great luxury. Oh,
0: so you get to sleep by yourself. Yeah, but I thought I, you had to sleep room. with a teammate.
2: No, everyone has their own room.
1: Ah, even the kids. No, I get bored.
2: Early days, early days you had to stay with another player unless you paid. It was like one hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred bucks for your own room.
1: You wouldn't and have done that, Josh.
2: Hey. Josh Josh Fraser told me Early in my career That it's the best $200 you'll ever spend I'd rather room twenty. <laughs> so I roomed I roomed With a player And I can't say The player's name After I roomed With this player I then Have never roomed With another player Since <laughs> Because it was The worst. And he was a senior Figure Ooh. at the time At the club He was a big man Who played in our Forward line I think he ate Too much at the buffet Oh No <laughs> And whilst we were trying to sleep, oh, I trouble. think he was a most of the time. I reckon I nearly had an asthma attack with some of the smells coming out. Oh, oh. Him rip. I didn't play well. I blamed him heavily. Didn't speak to him for a portion of time. <laughs> um, and he, he he woke up rosy, fresh, ready to go, like nothing
1: happened. <laughs> had a couple of big units in the forward line over the time.
2: We have had a couple of big units, so. But now, now you get that luxury. But then you've got it, you know, on the. On the plane over, you don't get a say in who you sit next to, but, you know, you got to you got to stay away from Maynard, Dugowie, Crocker. Sidey can be pretty annoying. Taylor Adams, you've got to really try and get near people that you know are nice and relaxed and chilled and won't annoy you. Like, if you try and sleep on a flight and you're near Sidey, he'll put paper in your tongue, he'll put stuff on your hair, he'll take photos of you the whole time while you sleep, he'll steal your phone, steal your wallet, um... Yeah, so you've got to be really careful about a lot more to it than just jumping on a plane.
0: And we hear that uh, Darcy and Brody have sort of some other interests and aren't probably is into the table tennis and the, the sport potentially as some of your uh, your other teammates. What, what do Brody and Darcy get up to on these trips?
2: Yeah. yeah, so a lot of guys that study will actually do a fair bit of work while they're away. So um, I'm actually – I was studying this morning. I'm doing a little business course at the moment. So it is a good chance to knock out a few hours of that. So um, – Except for I was stuck today, I Didn't really know how to answer questions, so I just gave it away for a couple of hours. Brody's—I think he was studying the whole time on the flight last night. starts would be the same. AC Ruffy, guys like that was, was studying away.
0: What about the coach, mate? What What does he want to do over the, the forty eight hours that you're on the road? Does he sort of want to talk footy, and like yeah, yeah talk about the game I, plan and your role and all that boring stuff? Or
2: yeah, so I sit with him on the on the bus. So I, I like. To sit of course, the front. even the bus. The bus is a unique setup. The stuff you can hear coming from the back of the bus and mm-hmm. you can imagine who sits at the back of the
0: bus I'll have a guess I reckon there would be Maynard yep Geordie Geordie
2: yep,
1: yep. Croc Croc yeah Croc
2: Braden Sire yep <laughs>
1: yes Jeez, she's Jack Crick. she's one hell of a crew back there <laughs> <laughs> you're up the front aren't you your front I'm row up the front. you and Bucks
2: yeah and then Brody sits behind me and half yeah Bucks talks a bit of footy um you know he'll often start talking a little bit and then before we know it we're right into the x's and o's of it and mm. how it's going to look which i don't mind i like pretty so we can talk pretty you know flat out and he would have also probably done yoga he does yoga in his room most of the time actually i made I this morning this is how bored we were this morning me and ben crocker i put it up on my instagram story but we stretched each other out for about half an hour each so he was working through my lower back my hamstring, my glutes, and we had a great time. Just sat there and connected over some stretching, a bit of PNF.
0: All right. Well, um, we, we we know you have to uh, get back to your um, stretching there, so we, we're going to let in your uh, outstanding training session tonight. Um, thanks, mate. But looking you've, forward to it. We we're just we were having a look at Nick Nat. now. Do you? When you guys set up?
1: Chase mate. Oh, sorry.
2: So that's what else I've been doing today is I've been looking at all West Coast Center bouncer. stuff.
0: Yeah. And do you reckon you'll um, win any of them or?
2: Yeah, we will. Okay. Brody's, Brody's a very good okay. rugman. so is Toxie. So we'll win out fair share, but the
0: other um, guys are tornado. Yeah,
2: it's funny, you are watching most teams you can, they've got little patterns or little things they like to do and then there's Nick and it's just even the patterns that they usually do or like to do, they're you know, they're a lot more unpredictable in there now, which you know, they know what they're doing but you don't and he had some hit outs last week. They actually run a hit out like a, a play for him where they all moved and they opened up this area of space that he actually hit the ball to himself and then he got he went and got it. And I haven't seen that before. Yeah, he's a phenomenal player. His follow up work bloody impressive. So, you know, as I said I think a couple of weeks ago our centre bounce stuff hasn't been awesome. We're a little bit better last week and we need to be really good tomorrow night because they scored, they scored something ridiculous last week, like 80 points from stoppages or 90 points from stoppages, which is insane.
0: So Good luck in there, bros.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah I've to you, you got anything for me, Coco? Maybe a bit of luck as well?
1: <laughs>
2: uh... He jumps so high. For someone who's done two knees, he jumps so high. But I, yeah, I back our boys in. They'll, they'll give us a great contest in there.
1: Just before we let you go, can we get a bit of a tram update? You didn't oh, catch I a didn't tram? Get on,
2: no, I didn't get on one. Um, not this week. We were short week. Um, I was a little bit sore from the game, so...
1: But you scoped I it will, out, right? Have, do, you, do you know what you have to I catch?
2: Know. Yeah, I do. I know the route. But I had people asking me throughout the week at, like, a cafe and stuff. They're like, oh, we haven't seen you on a tram. You're going to get on the tram. So people are listening, which is the most encouraging thing.
0: All right, Scott. Uh, we've had enough of you, I think, Bye. mate. Good luck tomorrow night up against uh, the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Time to get a, another win. Get back on track, buddy. But we'll all be watching and uh, we wish you the best of luck.
1: No worries, Thank all right, mate. All right.
0: Take it easy, mate. Have a good night's sleep.
1: Good luck, Scott.
0: Yeah. We are at the George, of course, uh, Coco 162 Collins Street. That's Scotty hang out on us. And I'll tell you what, get down here for Melbourne's best drinks and cocktails and uh, the best Vietnamese feed you will have. Just looking at the menu now, herb-loaded poached chicken salad, uh, shallots and house-roasted peanuts, huge stained glass dumplings with prawns, coco pork spring onion oil and heirloom carrots. It is absolutely delicious.
1: Now that Scott's not here this episode I reckon we can double down. On him? No, on the, on the food. Oh, can we? <laughs> <laughs>
0: some prawns and some sticky yeah. pork. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us on the Jock and Journo podcast. We will catch you next week. Uh, Jay Clark and Braden Cox signing off. Bye for now.